Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy. What is it? Oh my God, it's Thursday. We did it. We're here. Uh, done. Goodbye. See you later. Sayonara. See you next Shalom, week. motherfucker. It's been great. Have a great Love fall. Love ya. Bye. It's been great. Love ya. Bye. Episode done and dusted. Deuces. No, we can't because we promised yesterday that we would do Dear Toasters today. Speaking of Dear so, Toasters, speaking of it, it's a great time to let people know that Claudia and I recorded a Patreon yesterday. We did unburden yourselves when we really just unburdened ourselves with a lot of embarrassing right. stories from over oh. the years. I thought you were going to say that we unburdened ourselves with a secret confession. And I just want to say, don't include me. You're the one who feels that way. No, I was saying something else. Oh, I thought, because you said speaking of Dear Toasters, you know. Speaking of Dear Toasters, because we spoke of Dear Toasters on Unburdening Yourselves yesterday, and we had like a, a nice, lively, spirited chat about it. So, Jackie, we, we, won't, we no. won't spoil it. And I'm not going to have the same conversation twice, but have, head over to the Patreon if you want to know some admin that's going on at the Toast right now and how, and how the hosts are feeling about Dear Toasters. Also, I personally shared about five of like my most embarrassing stories, and three of them were stories I swear I'd, I would take with me to the grave. The yearbook, the mattress... And the flatulence. Like, I really thought I would never, ever tell anyone those stories. But I was feeling comfortable. I shared two or three stories that over the last few months, like, have really been burdensome. And I've been <laughs> feeling like I need unburdening yourselves because, like, the only way I can feel better about it is if everybody knows about it. Even when they happened, I was, like, calling everyone just so, like, someone could make me feel better. Right. You tried to un the burden, but it didn't work. It did. But also time will un your burden. And it's been a few months. But still, I'm obviously not over it. Now, I feel like we've spoken about this on the show before, but have you ever thought, have you heard about like this thing where you get your colors done? I've heard about it. I think we should do it because I've recently been wearing a lot of pink and by a lot, I mean, I, I literally have two sweaters and I think, I don't know what it means. I think this means maybe I'm a spring and I think this might be my color. Does my face look different, like more radiant to you today? No, I don't feel like pink, like your colors are pink and it's colors like a physical thing or it's like a spiritual thing. No, it's like physical. It's like they'll take all these fabric swatches and like lay them on top of you and you will literally see like a difference in your face based on like how the different colors reflect off your skin tone, bring out your eyes, things like that. And there's two different sets of colors, springs and winters. I don't really know what that entails. And then once you decide whether you're a spring or you winter, you go through all the spring colors and all the winter colors and find what colors suit you best so that like, you know, you have a big birthday party, you want to wear the color that's going to make you most radiant. Yeah, okay. I think we should do it. Okay, set it up. Okay. I'm going to see if someone can come to the house when I'm with you in Florida. Great. Love that. Okay. Patreon. <laughs> I thought when people say you should get your colors done, it's like a mystical thing. Like this is your aura. Oh, 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 oh. I, that definitely is like a thing for special people where they're like, your aura is purple. No, I'm talking about like physical. No, I would, I would not waste my time or money. Someone telling me what my internal colors are. Like I'm fine. Yeah. I feel like I know what colors look best on me. It doesn't like mean I'm don't. only going to ever wear those colors. And it's not like, the thing is, at the end of the day, yeah, some colors might bring out some great qualities, but like you look the same. You know, I feel like, is there a color analyst who watches this show? I wear different colors every day instead of like wasting time at an appointment. Can someone do a virtual one for me? Like I'll pay, but just like stitch together different episodes and see like I've where are my colors. I've seen someone do that before. Oh. I've seen someone like take stills from the episode and be like, this shade of green was not Jackie's color. She should be wearing this shade of green. Okay, someone do it for me, but only use like the last six months of episodes because I've had the same lighting every day, you know? Don't use when I'm at Jackie's. Don't use when Jackie's here. Like this exact setup. Great. So we've got a great show. Like we said, we have Dear Toasters. We have stories. And describe those stories for me in three words. <sighs> very, very sad. <laughs> like just not great. It's, so today's like not going to be a day about the stories. So you're saying we should continue to dilly-dally? We should. Love that. I watched our episode yesterday twice. It was so joyous and grateful. Great. No, it was so joyous and great. Excuse me. And it was just me. We were making me giggle. Like I was just, who are those girls? We're funny Who's gals, Dirty. We're funny gals. I don't feel like we don't get enough credit for it. No, we're not appreciated in our own time. Okay. <laughs> So funny that you said that. I was having this conversation with Ben yesterday, like about work stuff. I forget what I was talking about. And I was talking about the toast and he was like, you guys have such a chip on your shoulder. Like the way you talk about like your business and like the industry. I'm like, no, we literally do because nobody respects us. Yeah. 
he was like what are you talking about like everyone loves you your show is huge you guys have the biggest fucking chip on your shoulders like you need to stop we get no respect none and it's easy for him to say who just woke up one day and said i think i'll start a podcast and hillary duff comes through the door and john yep. stamos and everyone can't wait to get on good guys and it's just easy so for him to say right like maybe if you had a business that had failed multiple times you would know what it's like actually let's not forget ben is a formerly failed podcaster his old podcast the schwitz which those og toaster girls who listen just to be supportive it was one of the biggest pieces of shit on the planet to the, and there there were like about a thousand girls who showed up every week by the end it was really down to like a thousand those girls i love you where are you like you deserve a medal of honor a nobel peace prize a purple heart I don't know about that, actually. Which one? The Purple Heart? All of it. For listening to a bad podcast. They deserve something for their fierce loyalty. For sure. To us. Like, it wasn't even to Ben. It was to us. Yeah, but like, you could just listen to the toast. It's enough. Diana and Patreon. So true. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to listen to good guys like for us anymore. Yeah, no, you definitely don't. By the way, they literally don't even need us. I feel like they're going to surpass us. I hate them. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're the competition turdy. It's so true, and they're so problematic. They're so, oh my gosh, good that guys. Ben good guys is over party. Good guys is over party. Have you heard? We need to stop talking about them and stop saying their podcast name on our big ass show. Good guys is bad guys. Sounds like the good guys are not good. Not so good. Scandal over at Good Guys documentary. <laughs> um, so let's chat. Okay, let's do it. I. Got my cabbage in. Did you lay those warm leaves on your breast? Not warm, cold. They should be cold. And when they are cold, it really is so soothing. Like even if the cabbage doesn't do what cabbage is supposed to do, it's a nice feeling. Pleasant experience. But the cabbage is cabbaging because when I woke up this morning and I didn't nurse or pump at all through the night, I did not have pain. That is so exciting. Now, paint a visual photo for me. Are you wearing a top while you're in bed? Or are you wearing like a robe? I'm wearing my pajamas and um, a comfort bra to keep the cabbage in place. Oh, you're not just letting their titties out, cabbage on. No, why would I do that? Because that's what I would do. I, this is how I was envisioning no, it. No, like, I have the it's cabbage funny. like placed in my bralette. That makes way more sense. Way more sense. And it didn't move while I was sleeping. Smelly? No, but I'm also sick. So if it does start to smell, I won't even know. Wait, you slept with it. Did Zach it. say it smelled? No, no one. The only person who noticed was Bruno sniffing me this morning. Oh my God, for wait. some cabbage. That's an amazing call. Ugh, I'm like so depressed that I don't have a dog. Like, That's why you got to come down here, Turdy. Like, I know. I'm actually so excited to see Bruno. And I'm going to treat Bruno like he's my dog. Like I'm going to take him for every walk, every meal. I need to get back in the swing of like what it feels like to have a dog. I totally forgot. Oh, and I never updated everyone about Brusseldorf because... Yes, Brew was having some health issues. Brew was not Brew when we got back from family vacation. And we gave it a few days and he still wasn't being his normal self. And of course, we took every precaution because of what happened with Dew. And everything that I was saying to Claudia that Brew was doing, she was like, Theo used to do that. We th- it really, I was way, like, it was, I wasn't just saying that. I was like, I think he's limping because he tried to jump off of, on the bed and he fell and now he's hurt. She was like, we thought that about Theo. No, he was limping and we were like, he fell off the bed. Yeah. So took him to the doctor, ran every test that we could. And between the tests coming back, two out of three came back and they were totally fine. The third one hasn't even come back yet, but Bruno is back to himself. I'm no longer worried. I should probably just call and make sure the on-cocaine yes. blood test was fine. But I feel as though if there were bad news, they would have called me. You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up about like test results and stuff. I just feel like the medicinal industry like needs to do a better job about getting us our results. Like I missed a call last week. I got like a throat culture because I thought I had strep. And the immediate, like the rapid one came back negative and they're like, we'll send it out and call you. So I missed the call and then I called them back and they didn't pick up. And I just feel like they should have tried harder to get in contact with me because I forgot. And then yesterday I was like, wait, do I have strep? So I called, I'm like, by the way, I never got those culture results. And they were like, yeah, you're negative. So maybe that's why they didn't try so yeah, hard. Yeah, they don't but try like, so they hard if it's not something that you absolutely need to know. So I should just find out about the blood results. But so Brew is back to being old Brew. I do think he but was Jackie, punishing us. Let- do let me know if the third result is white platelets, okay? I'll let you know. I think he was punishing us for leaving him behind and he was acting out and he made mommy run up a bill of thousands of dollars of tests just so he could get like a little attention and love. That's what I think. 
I don't think so because we didn't even get to share on the toast like the most amazing thing ever that happened. Something really devastating that happened to me was Theo's best friend in the world, his walker, his sitter, who for years he just loved, moved. It was devastating, really, really devastating. But he texted me, he's like, just want to let you know I've moved down to Florida. And then when we were looking for someone for brew, because you don't have like your whole setup yet. You no, don't have I'm, your dog friendly living. Yeah. You don't have your... I just found a spray tan. I just found a spray tan. Like you got to find new people when you move. So I was like, wait, maybe he lives near Jack's. Lo and behold, he lives like 30 minutes away. Bruno spent an amazing three weeks with him in his like community with all these people who loved Bruno. And like, I actually don't think Bruno was acting out at all. I think he had the best time at Murphy's. He had a great time, but he was also sick there too. So it was just a lot for Bru. And the thing about Bru is he's Tinkerbell. Like if he doesn't have attention, he will die. No, that's not who he is. Bruno is literally like the boy in the plastic bubble. Bruno goes nowhere, sees nobody. Like he's always in his house. That's very clean with his Branch Basics products. Like he left the house and he got sick. No, Bruno knows struggle. He's John Travolta. Bruno knows struggle. Johnny Depp. Bruno knows struggle. Bruno doesn't know strife. He knows strife. That he does. Bruno works so hard. He puts the whole family on his back. He's the glue no, okay? I don't know if anybody's been noticing like the extra pussy I've been putting into Toast Instagram. Oh, you've been doing some stories. I've been like, you know, making more content, posting more reels, just trying to like up our pussy on social media. And I started a new segment on the Instagram called YTCOTD, where I didn't explicitly say what the acronym stands for, but I really felt like it was self-explanatory. Everybody knows, everybody, let me say, Everybody knows OTD is of the day. So that's half the acronym already solved for you. And then using context clues, you could figure out what the rest of the acronym stands for. So what I would do was like, the YouTube comments are so funny sometimes that these people deserve a platform. So I've been screenshotting one a day and giving it the award of the YouTube comment of the day. So I put a screenshot of a YouTube comment. I put Y-T-C-O-T-D. How do you not figure that out? You just of the can't, day, you can't, like, you so can't YouTube. raw dog an acronym. You have to post it you once. Can. You post it once, YouTube comment of the day, parentheses, Y-T-C-O-T-D. And then going forward, it can always, you have to do it once. That's like literally textbook. I just feel like our Gen Z listeners figured it out. Well, then you're being biased towards Gen Z listeners and leaving everyone behind. And this business Sorry, was Sorry, I'm so built, young. This business was built off the backs of millennials. So you're really going to do that? No, I so love our millennial audience. I love our boomers as well. But, you know, ever since we've kind of, like I said, taken off on TikTok, our submissions for your toasters, we've been getting like a bunch from like literal high schoolers and we have one today. <laughs> and I just feel like it is our opportunity. Like I wish I could talk to myself when I was this girl's age because she's going through something extremely relatable. The boy she was Snapchatting with like totally changed his vibe, you know? And I just think like our advice is going to be really important to her. Speaking of Snapchat, have you been seeing these hearings you know what? I have the people who bought drugs on Snapchat. So like the heads of Snapchat and so Evan Spiegel and Mark Zuckerberg like are having to testify in front of the Senate about social media and like kids and um, social media bullying. And then also one parent, their child was able to like buy drugs via Snapchat and they died yeah. of an overdose because it was like fentanyl pills. Right. And this, the person questioning Evan Spiegel was just going like so hard about yeah. like what are you doing like do you want to apologize to this parent and like he seemed like extremely upset about it and contrite and was talking about like all the measures that they've taken and what they do to like try and stop these things from happening but like snapchat's not the reason why there's like fentanyl in the country well also it's a tough question because if he says sorry that's almost like an admission of guilt and like you open yourself up for like a lawsuit oh yeah that's something else but it's like Snapchat played a role in this for sure, but like, what about the fentanyl? Yeah, yeah. And I I saw people having this conversation in the comments of a TikTok where Mark Zuckerberg was being berated. And there's enormous blame to be placed on these platforms for like the safeguards they claim to put in place that literally don't work. It's, It's really, they're not doing enough. But there is also a conversation, this is what people were saying in the comments, like about I feel like this is going to be like a hot take, but this is what people are saying to me, like about parenting. Like you need to really monitor your kids' activity on social media, the amount of time they spend on social media, what they're doing on social media, the access they have. Like it is, this 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 exists, these monstrous companies, they exist. Yeah. And there's nothing really we can do about it. So how you protect your kids is of paramount importance, no? Yes, and I was going to say also the parenting of the people who are doing the bullying. Like where the fuck are you? Right. 
Your kid's a monster. You've raised a monster. Oh my God, I just, I saw another TikTok. This woman, she was saying, she's like, I just found out like my kid's the bully. What sort of bullying? I don't know. There's There are varying degrees of bullying. And I think also the word bully has become like, somebody says something that I disagree with or that's like constructive, you're a bully. There are, I'm talking about like true bullying. Like, like physical go kill yourself violence, bullying. Verbal violence. Yeah, totally. I don't know what kind of bully. I think it was like, you know, shoving into lockers, like old school. There, yeah, but the bullying has just like reached new heights. And I, it has. I feel like I was seeing Mark Zuckerberg. There was a kid from Chicago um, and he committed suicide because he was being bullied on Facebook. I, and I, I remember when the story came out, I'm just trying to see if it was the same child, but I'm pretty sure this kid killed himself because people at his school were saying that he's unvaccinated. Yeah. And that comes, Wait, what? yeah, because I remember that story came out like a few years ago. Someone, a kid in Chicago, like committed suicide. He was being bullied at school because kids were saying that he's unvaccinated. And I think at the mm-hmm. whole time he was vaccinated anyway. But like that comes from. <laughs> that's so weird. That comes from the parents. For sure. For sure. And that's what I mean. Like parenting. Yeah, no, there is a, a big conversation to be had about the platforms, but there's also an equally large conversation to be had about like, what kind of people are we raising and how are we raising them? Like so, so, some people are animals. Yeah, and it's not, you know, not every child who acts out, it's the direct result of, like, their parents. But, like... No, no. But if you know that your child is a monster, like, take away their phone. It's on, it's on you to, to put them in some sort of, like, facility <laughs> for troubled youth. Yeah. No, for real. Yeah, and not give them access to bully unfettered. But there is also, because of social media, kids are so fucking secretive and private. It's entirely possible that there are these monstrous kids whose parents think they're like amazing. Like kids can be like really duplicitous and evil. But just as the kids have access to social media, like the parents should be able to see what their kids are doing. A thousand percent. Make a fence Like get in there. I like in that, by the way, that's literally that whole storyline of Alice in Working Moms. Like her kid is insane and she only finds out because she found her fence down and made a fence down, like followed her. But, um... I really hope by the time my kids are like 11, 12, 13, there is like something, you know, in place. But if not, like I'm going to choose a school where like me and all the moms get together and we say like no phones. Yeah. Because if all the kids have phones and your kid doesn't, like then your kid's a loser and you don't want your kid to be a loser. No, and then they're going to nobody has a phone. And then it's going to be this thing. It's very hard. Flip phones. Like we were, do you know how happy we were with our flip phones and our like four text messages a day, snake even Brick Breaker. Like, it was so simple. Yeah. Simple Love. times. Love. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Stop. It's so sad. So, yes, I have been seeing those hearings. And actually, I wasn't really paying attention, but now I will. Yeah. And I just, I've been trying to figure out if it's the same boy with the unvaccinated bullying. And that's what this is. So, parents, that comes oh, so from he, you. His, par- his parents are at the hearings? Yeah. They, they spoke to Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, damn. Yeah, but then the Evan Spiegel one was the the drugs one. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. while social media is like a vessel for which people can carry out bullying, like there are a lot of steps and people that can stop it along the way. Yeah, it starts at home. Because sadly, like I think what you realize is like the world ain't going to protect your kid like you have to. Yeah, but also the parents of bullies like because oh yeah, yeah, a, yeah a 15 year old kid doesn't get the idea to bully someone for their vaccination status without no, it coming so from parents yeah and society yeah so like that's a disgrace agreed and and where the fault lies is not entirely with mark zuckerberg uh that i agree with even though the way he places his platform is pretty shitty all the platforms are awful yeah so those are my thoughts. <sighs> Those are your thoughts. I'm, I think I'm ready to get into the stories because we do still have dear toasters. True, true. So without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by the new Lionsgate film, Scrambled. Scrambled is a heartfelt yet hilarious journey of self-discovery and self-love. It's written, directed, and starring Leah McKendrick, who is, quote, among IndieWire's top female filmmakers to watch this year. So the storyline is a tale as old as time. Quintessential eternal bridesmaid Nellie Robinson, who is, of course, played by Leah McKendrick, constantly finds herself between weddings, baby showers, bad dates. So when she begins to feel like the clock is ticking and she is faced with the bleak romantic prospects that she is facing, 
Nellie makes the brave decision to freeze her eggs, setting her on an empowering journey to a brave new world where she ultimately discovers that the one she's looking for, you guessed it, might just be herself. So Film Threat says this movie is brilliant storytelling. You can learn more about the movie, about Leah, and of course watch the trailer, which I loved, at lionsgate.com slash movies slash scrambled. Now, scrambled is obviously a play on words because she's freezing her eggs, but she's also she's kind of in this sort of chaotic phase of her life, if you will. So in theaters, February 2nd, the movie is called Scrambled. It is the new Lionsgate film. It is rated R. So again, you can go to lionsgate.com slash movies slash scrambled to learn more about the movie, watch the trailer. It is in theaters February 2nd, and it is rated R. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. This new year, the easiest healthy habit to start is one for your dog. Can't do it for yourself? Do it for your dog. The Farmer's Dog makes feeding real healthy dog food easy and convenient, and your dog will absolutely love it. It is smart, healthy pet food that you can feel good about feeding your pup. That's why it's time to quit the kibble, kick the cans, and start fresh. So the farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your door. It is developed by vets. It is nutritionally balanced and it's made from real meat and vegetables to the safety standards of human food. So a fresh diet for dogs has been found to have all sorts of benefits. When Theo was here, he loved his food and some of the benefits can include a healthier coat and skin, better breath, easier digestion, smaller, better poops. A healthy diet isn't just important for humans, and it doesn't matter if your dog is young or old, it is always the right time to begin investing in their health, and that means that more happy, healthy, and full years together are on the horizon with you and your dog. Happy for you. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed. They can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they're also extremely difficult to portion accurately. So the farmer's dog is sending you your food pre-portioned, specifically for your dog, based on their unique nutritional needs. Super easy to maintain ideal weight. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus, you get free shipping, but only when you go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Thank you. It's, I was just thinking, I, it's so like funny to me because like when we think of like, oh, hold on. Oh, it's contagious. What? Oh, and also I realized like that wasn't going to be a fire point. I don't want to continue with the sentence. You go. Oh, what was it regarding? Like, I don't even want to bring it up. Our previous conversation? Social media? Yes, yes. But it like wasn't a good point. Like a bad point or just like a lukewarm point? No, like a really dumb point. Oh, okay. Well, now I kind of want to know. I like, it's just when we think about these like evil, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg type, like I don't really include Evan Spiegel in that. And I feel like maybe that's just wrong of me because he's just like traditionally handsome and Jewish. Like maybe that's why I think that. But I don't think of him as like those evil tech king, you know? I understand what you mean. He's definitely separated himself from the But pack. I guess, wait, Mark Zuckerberg, like... <laughs> I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg just gets like alien vibes. Yeah, no, but also Mark Zuckerberg is like a vulture and he just like consumes and destroys everything in his path and these little companies he steals. Like, (coughs) he's nefarious. Mark Zuckerberg really also like does control so much. Like Snapchat is like this tiny corner of the internet. To me, just doesn't feel like this all-powerful being. Agreed. Evan Spiegel. Agreed. Right, maybe it wasn't a bad point. Our first story, Pat McAfee knew the girlies were hungry for some tea and he had travis kelsey on his show where they were just chit chat chatting about so funny how like travis gave more to the pat mcafee show in terms of taylor than he gave to his own podcast well i think because pat mcafee was prying a little bit and jason knows better jason knows better yeah you know yeah but also like did travis have to do this interview no but i think people just like popping on to the pat mcafee show that kind of seems Mm -hmm. to be the vibe. But I also I also thought that Pat McAfee like was team Aaron Rodgers and would never have Travis on his show because Aaron goes on Pat McAfee all the time. Aaron and Travis have beef and that beef started on the Pat McAfee show. Yep. But I guess he's kind of like this neutral Switzerland show. Like everyone can come on and start whatever sort of drama they want to. Right. And I do feel like the Aaron, Travis, Kelsey beef is like not so serious. It's just kind of like them taking jabs at one another, but like not serious beef. No, and that's what I learned also from watching this new episode of New Heights was that this video had went viral before the Kansas City Chiefs game of Travis 
throwing the helmet and football of the Ravens kicker because apparently like he was in Patrick Mahomes' way before the game while they were training. And they talked about it on the podcast. Justin Tucker was like a little butthurt about it in his post-game interview. But it's like they all just like kind of like spar with each other, but it's not serious. Like he, like Travis called him a dick, but I don't I, like it wasn't like I don't think they're beefing. No, you know? they're just being guys. And I saw that video and people being like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are bullies. They threw the equipment of the other guy. I'm like, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, Manipulating no, no, no. the word bully. Claudia, we're literally watching these people tackle each other. Like this is a, a game where they just abuse so each other. And he threw factual. he threw the equipment and you're sad. And you're sad about the equipment. When I climb into bed, I start feeling sad. Why did Patrick yeah, but- throw the other team's hat? And suddenly I miss my mom and my dad. Like, are you joking? You can't be so yeah, soft no. if you're watching football. She said what she fucking said, bitch. They're literally beating each other to the ground. No, like I've heard of CTE. And you're upset that his helmet got tossed? This You're in the, go back to not watching football then. So what did Travis say on Pat McAfee? So he talks about Taylord. What he said was interesting. They talked about the first game that Taylord went to. Yeah. And Travis said, we had known each other for close to a month up to that point. So we knew that there was the concert at Arrowhead and then jumped to the first game together. Then we knew, obviously. No, but before that, rocking the stage at Arrowhead. Rocking the stage. Right. She, that's why I said concert at Arrowhead. No, no, no. But, but then, like, a few weeks, in, in between the concert and the football game, he went on Pat McAfee and, like, basically invited her publicly. We didn't know that they had already been hanging out, and that's why we were all like, okay, thirsty loser. Well, not maybe all of us, but I definitely was like, thirsty loser, sit the fuck down. When he did that interview that was wide-ranging, he said, like, him and Taylor had been together, or maybe it was her interview, whatever. They said they'd been together for a while. That first game wasn't their first time that they met. But now, but that's how it looked to us. Yeah, but now we know it was a month. So it still was kind of early for them to be public. Yes, but I yes, guess yes, yes. When you know, you know. He said it wasn't just an I out of the blue, him. hey, come to the game. That's what it looked like, though. So I'm glad he cleared that up. And I also appreciate him really helping us with the timeline. Like, he, I don't think he, like, actually, I do think he understands, like, how important this is to so many people. And, like, him just dropping context clues every interview is enormously helpful for us, like, putting, for those of us, like, working behind the scenes, putting together the timeline. Yeah, and I think it was when Olivia was on the show and she said they've definitely been dating for so long, even before the concert. And I was like, huh, I don't know. But now we know. Like, yeah, we need to know these things. So the concert was what, July? The concert I mean, what was game? July, yeah. Football's on in August? September. The first game was in September that she went to. Got it. Okay, so he's like, we've been together for a month. So they really started in August. So they have been together for... Six months almost. Wow, that's like a real ass relationship. He also said he is not going to the Grammys. Right. Well, Which I think we all He also like, said, I'm expected. probably not going to the Grammys. I feel like he's waiting for maybe to get permission. Jackie, I will pass away. By the way, I'm low-key excited for the Grammys. Do we have it as a story? No. Luke Combs is performing at the Grammys with Tracy Chapman. Oh, because Fast Car is nominated, right? And Tracy Chapman has not, yes, Tracy Chapman has not been seen or nominated, or I mean, excuse me, has not been seen or performed literally since like 2008. Like the fact that she's coming out of the woodwork is the biggest deal. And the fact that it's for Luke, like we stand. Oh, that's exciting. I hope yeah. Travis shouldn't go to the Grammys. I think it would like take away from like, the eh. seriousness of the, like, it's the Super Bowl. You've got to train. Oh, seriousness of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, it would overtake, like, her moment. No, no, no. They're a unit now. They're because a team. They're a unit now. Also, I also don't think that this is, like, Taylor's Grammy. I feel like when we know certain years when she's going to sweep. This is a very competitive year. And while it was the year of Taylor, the thing she's nominated for, like, I, I don't think she'll win a ton. But she, she wins we need her to win at least one so we can hear her speech and see if she talks about him. When I got up to the podium, I think that I forgot to say your name. She would never do that to Travis, but she did do it to Calvin Harris. It happens. It happens. Like It couldn't happen when there's a presence in your life as large as Travis Kelsey. Right. So I don't think he'll be there, and I, I don't think that he should be there either. In a, <laughs> I, need, I need new music from Taylor Swift in a biblical sense because i need the tiniest window of what into what's what's going on i totally agree anyways he was having fun on the show patrick mahomes came in said showed his face 
good times. Cute. Anything else he said that struck a chord with you? No, no, no. But he was just being very open. He said we're two people in a relationship supporting each other. We love. Cute. So I'm like, oh, so you're in a relationship. Which we knew that. Oh, so you love her. Well, they do love each other. Like they were saying it in the field. That we know. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Kind of adjacent news. So we'll switch gears. Okay. Fans call out Brittany Mahomes' high horse attitude towards a stadium employee. She's I just the, video. the worst, they said. So fans are slamming Brittany Mahomes' attitude toward a stadium employee in a viral TikTok posted by CBS after the Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday. Brittany can be seen walking with her husband, Patrick Mahomes, before turning to a stadium employee and quote, quote they're quote, rudely asking, where do we go from here as she spun her finger in a circle? Everyone's saying attitude. She needs to get off her high horse. Oh my God, you guys. It was literally like the least. I I, I could have, if I hadn't known that there was like a story behind this, I would have watched the video and moved on with my life. Yeah. Like, it was so nothing. Moving her finger in a circle. Like she was just like, where do we go from here? Like it was so innocent. He was like one of many people guiding them out of the stadium. You know, they go through tunnels and whatever to get to the back exit. It was so harmless. It was so nothing. People really need to leave this bitch alone. Like for real. I saw the headline a number of times before. I was like, you know what? Let me watch the video and decide for myself. I'm like, that's it. We didn't even like see her who she's talking to. Nothing burger. Nothing burger. People go so hard against her. And then also, you know, then everyone comes out and is like, yeah, this has been my experience with her too. I just, there's not enough there there for me. That's the thing. It's like when something like this happens, first of all, this is a nothing burger story. But then people use it as a time to be like, I waited on her once and she didn't tip me. And I just don't believe that. I have heard many, many stories about Travis and Travis, Patrick and Brittany, like going out to dinner, paying for everyone at the restaurant's table. Like they're extremely generous. They lift up their community. They invest a lot in their community. They're extremely charitable. Like, I really had enough. And I don't even particularly ride for these people or this family. But, like, to see someone, like, constantly being berated. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I, I don't. Stop. And it's also, like, a handful of people. Whereas she has interacted with thousands of people in her life. If this was really, like, she's this horrible, awful person, like, it would be overwhelming. Not just, like, I waited on her once and she didn't tip me. Like, what does that mean? A zero tip? Uh, a low right, no, tip, and it's a, also a how do we that know? you don't think is high enough for how much money he makes? Like, right? And it also, who are you? Are you even a waitress? Like, people just make shit yeah, up. People these days. are liars. Yeah, I'm so over it. No, and the thing with Brittany Mahomes is, I I have done a bunch of research, like when it all started. So the thing that really set people off, that started like a kind of a hate train for her, is she was in a suite at a Kansas City game. Her husband's team won, and she takes a bottle of champagne and shakes it. And like sprays it on the crowd like they do at concerts and stuff. And people are like, that is disrespectful. On the crowd of people in the stands? Yes. Okay. And, okay, yes. Like, could someone make an argument that like that was kind of an annoying thing to do? For sure. But like, do you know football culture? People like shit themselves because they're so drunk. Like, oof. Like, really? Now we're all about hygiene and cleanliness and respecting people's boundaries? Like, have you seen the videos of what goes on at football games? Right. Please. That's really where it starts from? Yes. Yes. Then she made this other video. She just became kind of like a, and, and all in support of her husband. Like she became like kind of a really crazy fangirl. So she, there was this video that had went viral where she won a game. She's in the suite. She's talking to her phone. To all the people that doubted us and hated on us, guess again. And she's like being a little nuts. And yeah, like it's annoying for sure. But like leave her alone. So the more people like want to dislike her and the more you tell me about these like non-incidents, the more I, I feel. starters The more I feel like I, feel like I want to defend her. No, same. Just for the sake of like humanity. For it's the principle of the matter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Justin Timberlake apologizes to quote absolutely oh. fucking nobody before performing Crimea River at a concert. Ooh. Justin Timberlake celebrated his birth Timberlake celebrated his birthday with a one night only show in New York City and made it clear he has nobody to apologize to. The former NSYNC frontman turned solo star turned 43 on Wednesday and celebrated by playing a free show at Irving Plaza, performing both a slew of his career spanning hits and some of his new music, sorry, before singing his hit Crimea River. He took a moment to share some candid thoughts with the crowd. He said, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to fucking nobody. 
he said before the song, a concert goer confirmed to People magazine. Okay, this is so layered because I feel as though it's extremely incongruous with his PR strategy up until this point, which has been ignorance, like ignoring this big elephant in the room and be just like acknowledging like there are people who hate him, but there are also people who love him and like he's just going to make music for them. And Jessica Biel has been working overtime with her eating in the shower, idiocy. And she's been all over my TikTok like, happy anniversary. Like they've been working overtime. So this feels like such a diversion from that plan. And I don't know if it's the right plan because I gen I generally love people saying like, oh, there's backlash. Eat my fucking ass. Like I love people who ignore criticism. Like I'm going to live my life. Internet commentary has no bearing on my success or my happiness. So I generally love that line of work. I don't like it here. I don't think it's going to be successful. And if in fact, it's very, very, very likely this man has nobody to apologize to. But just saying it without like an explanation or a documentary, it's not going to compute for us. Why? Go yeah. further. Why don't you want anyone to apologize? Especially when the things that are being discussed about him, they are so sensitive. And the most recent is like the abortion thing. And it's just, it's just icky to be so. Cavalier. Cav yeah, cavalier and, and like arrogant about something like that. It's better just to not mention if you if you don't have if you're not going to say anything that people are going to want to hear, just don't say anything at all rather than taking this route, which it's like, that's kind of mean. And the thing is, you're being, you're in this position for mean behavior to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I don't think that ignoring it was going really well for him either. Like, if you open any of his social media or any clips of an interview, like, the comments, it's all about Britney. There's not one, I have not heard, except Ben came in and he was like, you know, I like that song, Selfish. I'm like, when was the last time you heard a new song? I was shocked like that Ben had kept up with a new song that came out in the last five years. He's like, it's good. I'm like, okay, get out of here. Ew. Uh, Zach was playing it in our house. And it's not bad. And what I actually no. found interesting is I find I can't enjoy his music because I hear him too much. And like, I'm just like, ugh. I just don't like his his voice. Sorry. God. Yeah. But he didn't sound like him. Like, I, I had to ask, who is this? Um... Yeah, so he's kind of like being stealth. The thing is, I feel like he's at a point in his career where he does have like a really loyal fan base. Like it's the older women who love him from the NSYNC dates who have followed him forever. They just are ride or die for him. And I think that's just like what he needs to nurture. He's probably not going to change any hearts and minds unless there's a brilliant PR strategy, which I don't even know what that would be. But what he's doing now, it ain't working. So he should just like stop trying to make He's never going to be what he was for that period of time. There was a time where everyone was like, he's an ex Michael Jackson, king of pop, yada, 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 Vanguard Award. He's never going to be that again. So he should just like start a Patreon, you know? Yeah, I just think either you address it or you don't. And you don't just like say things like this that seem unkind. It's true. It's, let's, okay. let's just. And I'm not even story. like a kindness, world kindness day sort of person. No. I was actually thinking this morning. Do you think I'm think a kindness, work. world kindness day? No, I was kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, have I misrepresented myself? No. But it also got me thinking, like, I don't think it's right that world kindness day only happens once a year. Interesting. How often do you think it I, should happen? I think it should be a monthly occurrence. Well, I saw that a few weeks ago. It was world compliment day. So I feel like there are these. Oh, so they're just making shit up. There are, off, <laughs> there are offshoots of world kindness day. Okay, Jackie, it's World Compliment Day. Compliment me. Turdy, like compliment you in general or for today? A compliment of the day? Both, either. Turdy, you're so magnetic and charming and wonderful and everyone, lo including myself, loves to be around you. <sighs> I feel lighter. <laughs> Maybe every day should be World Compliment Day, at least here on this show. I feel like it is. Like every morning, I'm like, you're gorge. Like, it's so true. We're always lifting each other up. Here's a girl that I love the most. It's, we're always lifting each other up. No, we're like hype women for one another. Every day is World Compliment Day here at the Toast. Literally. Are you ready for our next story? Which is? Four. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Oh, I thought you were asking like which number. No, like what's the story? Margot Robbie's reacting to the, the snub heard around the world. Um, You know what? 
And this is what she said because she is gracious. Normal. And normal. (laughs) She said, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. She was at a screening of um, the movie. It was actually a special SAG-AFTRA screening. So that's really exciting. I've missed my dear SAG-AFTRA. You missed your SAG-AFTRA family. (laughs) I think I should join SAG-AFTRA. By the way, it's literally expensive. I one time like filmed an ad that was SAG eligible. So my team was like, join, like you just pay dues and then you get like health insurance and it's like a good thing to be a part of. I was like, okay, dues. And this was a couple of years ago, like actually like a, a lot of years ago, three grand. I was like, I could just buy health insurance with three grand. Like, Is SAG extra a scam? Like, no, it's not. It's not. It's giving scam. <laughs> However, Margot Robbie made sure to celebrate all the Academy nominations the film did receive, saying she was beyond ecstatic over the movie's collective eight nominations. She said everyone getting the nods that they've had is just incredible and the best picture nod. Yeah, like Margot Robbie, if she said anything else, like this is a response Barbie would say. Barbie would be happy for the other Barbies who got nominated. And I think people really... Uh, I, I could write a dissertation on what Barbie did for the culture. Like the movie itself and what she said, she was like, how can I really be upset? Like this movie was a phenomenon. People loved it. It brought people together. Girls got dressed up. We broke records. How could I be uh, unhappy? And she's a hundred percent right about that. I'm talking about like what it did to like the internet users. I don't know what it was. It's kind of like Josie and the Pussycats. They put something in the Barbie movie that subliminally messaged like people on the internet to become mentally ill. Yeah. But how come you didn't fall for it? I'm too strong. She's too strong. Like the, I, and I've said, we need to start a list. Okay. Start a list. Okay. Start a list. Okay. Get your phone. Random things slash topics that became polarizing for no fucking reason. Ooh, that's fun. The Barbie movie. Okay. The topic of returning to the office. <laughs> like, no, people were getting canceled yeah. for their takes on Barbie. Canceled for just their opinions on the return to work conversation, which was a conversation we were having. Right. If you didn't, and I feel like I said one last week. Remember when I said it, it like it's giving Barbie? Yeah. The fans. Help. What was it? Let me go back to the stories. I said like the the discourse has become like one sided. And if you don't say the one thing, you're you're insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's like it's like you would think like, okay, maybe, sure, the war in Gaza, I can understand why that would be a divisive and polarizing topic. Barbie? Like for real. Like we need to get a grip. List of random topics that became polarizing. That's guys, what was it? It sound off in the comments, please. What was it? It was something really random. I don't think I'll see find it. No, that wasn't it. What the fuck was it? Okay, maybe someone will remember in the comments. But I want to start that list because every now and then, like, there will be a topic that will come up in like in the discourse of society, and for some reason, it becomes like the most divisive, and it's like this innocuous thing. You know what I'm thinking? What I'm thinking, I should watch the Barbie movie. Oh, for sure. I love how we talk about it every day. And we're like, why won't people stop talking about it? Literally, we won't stop talking about it. And you haven't even seen it. Yeah. I think for the discourse and for the show, and we keep talking about it. Like, I think I need to know what's going on. The funny thing is, like, I think you would like that the movie. It's really not that serious. It's very cute. It's beautifully done. It's funny. It really is funny. I giggled many times. Like, there's like this thing at the, I feel like the end kind of. You don't think I'll hate it more than you? Like, no, because it's, like, sweet. It really, there's, by the way, and the thing is, I can't stress this enough. I didn't hate the Barbie movie. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't amazing. I think there were parts of it that fell flat. But, like, it was a good movie. Like, I went to the movies. I Like, it was a fun night out with my friend Margo. Like, I hate, like, the discourse and the stance. But the movie itself, I feel like it came on the show. I was like, it wasn't amazing. There were cringy parts of it. But, like, I enjoyed it. It was a yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Give me till the end of the weekend. The thing is, I actually think you would, like, enjoy it. It's just, like, a funny, silly... If you don't take it so seriously like some people do. Yeah. Cry, crying about the Barbie movie. Okay, that'll be exciting. Tune in Monday. I'm going to I'm gonna have my homework done by Monday for my thoughts. And, like, Ben didn't I'm like it. I'm finally weighing like, in. 
Ben didn't like it, but Ben wouldn't like it. He was like, the best part was Will Ferrell. And I actually thought Will Ferrell's character was like so stupid. Me and Ben have completely different like interests and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different senses of humor. Mm. I think you'll like it. It's like beautiful. It's really beautifully done. Okay. Visually. Okay. This will be fun. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait. Are you ready for our final story about our swirly mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson says her pre-diabetes diagnosis drove her to lose weight. So Kelly Clarkson's recent weight loss was sparked by a warning from her doctors. She said, I was told I was pre-diabetic. That was literally what happened. I wasn't shocked. I was a tiny bit overweight, so I wasn't shocked. She explained on her show earlier this week. But they were like, you're pre-diabetic. You're right on the borderline. She went on when she was speaking to her guest, Kevin James. She said, I was like, oh, she, I was, I, by the way, Kevin James came on her show. I saw a clip and he was talking about how he went viral for his like meme? a couple a couple months ago that random picture of him from kings of queens he was like i had no idea my daughter showed it to me we were cackling at some of the memes he was like it was so funny he loved it i posted one of them yesterday on my story it's the funniest thing it's the funniest thing <laughs> and it's like an old picture right jackie it's a thousand years old it's from king of queens that show hasn't been on the air for 20 years who does this stuff like who makes it go viral who i don't know like Tastemakers, I need. We need to meet them. We need to meet the but person Jackie, it's, who plucked it's this picture from obscurity and made it a meme. It's it's not a it's not a group of people. No. It's, that's like a true organic viral moment like that one started with some fucking random person finding this photo, and like maybe the tweet got retweeted a couple more times and inspired people to like share their own version with the photo. It really was the most. And we don't have moments like that anymore. I feel like back in the day we had so many organic viral moments like every single day. That one was giving 2010. Like, it was amazing. No, but, like, we have them all the time. Even people who pluck, like, random audios from, like, old reality shows and then... Oh, that's true. They're different now. Do, like, TikToks of them. Hey. Hi, how y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. The the format has changed, but the formula remains the same. Yeah, that's so funny. She's asking the questions that we need to know the answers to. Totally. Anyway, she said that that's why she was motivated to lose weight because of this um, pre-diabetes diagnosis. I'm like annoyed that Kelly shared this because I feel like it's nobody's business why someone chooses to lose weight. And I feel like she kind of felt like she had to because everyone's been talking about it so much. Like, oh, is that big? It's like, shut up. And, you know, I never like got tested, but I'm sure I was pre-diabetic like when I first started my journey. Just because you didn't go to the doctor. Like literally stayed away, like avoided the, like the plague. Now you're like, hey, you guys need me for anything? And now, now I'm like, hey, how y'all, how y'all doing? doing? You need to run a test or something? Need me to hey, get on this tap? Tap a vein. Need me to get on the scale? Anyone? No, all right, let's not let's not go crazy. That was like what we were talking about on Patreon yesterday. How when you make a doctor's appointment and then you show up and it's like, for you're like, hey, I'm it's back. me, I'm back. And they're like, what's your last name? Date of birth. Who are you? Um, wait, back to Kelly. Oh, I, I don't really need Kelly to address her weight loss. I feel like Kelly's been one of those public figures. And I'm sorry, like if you're just a woman, a mother in the spotlight for decades, like you're gonna look different. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, shut up. I really don't care. I would like her to address like what's been going on with her style recently. Cause she's been looking so slay the house down. Oops. And Houston, I'm deceased. Like I need more on that. Well, that's why we have to get her on the toast. It's disgusting she hasn't come on. This is why we have a chip on our shoulder. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson is the reason. The chip is just Kelly. Yeah. It's a Kelly-sized chip. She's on our shoulders. Because she refuses to acknowledge us. No matter how much praise we heap on her year after year. Yeah. No, it's twisted and sick and disgusting. Those are the stories. And as I said, very sick. They were fine. Very sick. Well, the show isn't over yet because we have Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segments that I feel like for the next couple of weeks will probably be on Thursdays moving forward because Vanderpump Rules now airs on Tuesday nights, Wednesdays, Vanderpump Rules, Thursdays, Dear Toasters. So if you want to write in, we have so many submissions. We're kind of like, it's an embarrassment of riches, but we'll always take more. Toasters at gmail.com is where you can send us an email. We will keep your identity anonymous, of course. Write in about anything that's going on. You can also submit at thetoastpodcast.com. If you scroll down, there's like a little submission box that's also anonymous. 
Share what's going on at work, what's going on at home, what's going on with your family, what's going on with your friends, what's going on in your wedding planning, whatever it is. The crazier the better, and we'll do our best to help. Are you ready? Yep. Hi, girlies. First of all, thank you. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and you help me get through a lot. So my boys are three and eight months old. We don't have any family close by me, so me and my husband do not get a lot of date nights. We've invited, we've been invited to a wedding back in our home state of New York, and my parents and brother have already offered to babysit the boys for us. My husband is already saying, absolutely not, because no one ever puts our kids to sleep besides me. But I feel like this should be my decision since I need the night out. It's already turning into a fight. Is he being dramatic or am I being unreasonable? How old are the kids again? Eight months old and three years old. I don't understand why he cares so much, especially if you're the one who always puts them to sleep if you are fine with it. I'm really trying not to like jump to divorce um, because like he seems crazy. And why doesn't he ever put them to sleep? Why don't... No, and also like not enough people and mostly not enough husbands understand like being a stay-at-home mom is a privilege but also a prison. I did it for like half a day and I you were there. It was horrible. It was so horrible. I... I think I slept for like six hours. Like I was not okay. I, it's really, it's, it's one of those situations where it's like seems innocuous. Like, yeah, we'll miss the wedding, whatever. I'm thinking divorce. I just don't understand his reason because they only get put down by you. Okay. So is that going to be your life for the next 18 years? Like at some point. No, he's obviously like very controlling. Honestly, he sounds really controlling. You have to go to this wedding. Oh, you have to go to this wedding. Yeah. So say, go you by know your, what? Go by yourself. Say, you know what? They need a parent to put them down. You should stay back. I'll go. Love. I'll take my brother as my date. Yeah. Since he's so generous. I'll meet someone else. Love. You have to go to this wedding. Like, first of all, I think if you don't, it sets a really bad precedent. Uh And you need it. Like, being a stay-at-home mom is so hard. That's really crazy. It's crazy. It's giving, like, loony. It's giving controlling. It's giving red flag. Yeah. Especially they're going to be put down by loved ones. Like. No, and it's like, they're fine. They're fine. They're they're going to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) And you could even like get ready for the big event by having him put them down sometimes so they could realize. No, it's out of state. It's out of state. I think it's like a weekend. No, but until that weekend, why doesn't they, oh, oh, the dad put them down sometimes so they know, oh, someone other than mom can put us down. Love. Yeah, love. No, no, you have like it is of the utmost importance that you go to this wedding for the sake of your marriage, for the sake of your mental health and for your children. Yeah. You have to go. I'll be mad at you if you don't go. All right, now let's help out one of our Gen Z toasters. They need us desperately. Hey, girls, I'm in high school. I'm trying really hard to move on from a boy, and I need advice. Let me try to sum it up quickly. We've been an item on and off since the end of sophomore year to my senior year, but we can never make it work. When school school started this year, we both made it on the homecoming court, and I called dibs on walking with him. I thought it was the perfect. I thought it was perfect, and then I heard that he told girls in my grade that he wanted to walk with a different girl. The dance went terrible. He was cold to me the entire time and I went home crying. The next week I found out he's already planning to go to prom with one of his girlfriends. Friends, that's a girl. She put a space, a space between them. He will still Snapchat me and text me. And then when I respond, he will just leave me on red. After a talk with my mom, I decided to stop responding as much. But apparently he didn't like that and stopped talking to me altogether. We haven't talked since, but I'm crushed because he seems like such a different person this year. Hanging out with mean girls, partying. He's planning on drinking. How do I move on? Ugh, you have to cold turkey, like, goodbye, good riddance. I hate him. He's, like, I hate hate everything that he's doing. And what's good is, like, you were off and on for two years and you couldn't make it work, which means you can look back at the past and, like, try and take off rose-colored glasses. Even if he were responding to you and, like, wanting to do stuff with you, it still wouldn't be good, you guys. It's not like you were solid and those were the best two years of your life. It didn't work for a reason. You need... It, and also, this is going to be the best for you and also what will actually get at him and, yeah. and be successful. So it's the perfect, ignore, he doesn't exist. No more Snapchatting, no more texting. Don't even look at him. Move ignore, on ignore. completely. No, and by the way, once you do that, like he will come back to you and I will kill you with my own two hands if you go back to him. But also like, and I just, I feel like you're in such an important time in your life right now. Like what month is it? February. Oh my God, you have like three more months of your senior year of high school. The next three months are about to be like the best of your life. It all goes downhill after that. Like you are about to enter about to enter the pinnacle of adolescence. And if you spend those three months pining after a little piece of shit, like I will kill you. I will personally come to your hometown and I will kill you. Spend it with friends, meet new people, fall in love with someone else. In the grand scheme of your life, and I know like you can't see out of it right now, but if you zoom out, like, 
this person will not even be a blimp on your radar. He will be so irrelevant. You will not be telling your grandchildren about this person. Like move on immediately, hang out with your friends, meet new people, give someone else a chance. If you cl- the energy you put out is what people are going to give to you. So you're giving off closed off energy because you're obsessed with this guy who's mean to you. Like open yourself up to new energy, to receiving new friendships, new relationships. This is, I'm so jealous of the three months you're about to have like prom, senior prank, whatever it is they do at schools these days. Like you're about to have the time of your life. Like I'm so jealous. If I could go back to February of my senior year, like there's so much I would tell myself. First of all, I would say like, you're not fat. Like you think you're fat, but you're not, you're not, you're beautiful. Like stop putting on so much makeup, but you don't need that much eyeliner. Maybe brush your hair. That's what I would say. Just enjoy, enjoy. You will be mad at yourself if you spend this time. Like if you let this person ruin this magical time in your life. No, starting right now, no more texting, no more Snapchatting. He doesn't exist. You cannot give him another thought. You're going to find a different prom date. Like it's over. No more. You'll find another prom date. You obviously listen to the show, which means you're stunning. And it won't be hard and for at you. Least, and at the end of the day, even you, like, even if you don't you agree with, with us, try it our way for a month. And he will come yes. around too. Like that's the thing about this strategy is that it's also going to like bring him back to you. But it's effective. But if you commit to it, you'll realize that you don't even want him around. Jackie's right. Give it a month and you will find naturally you stop thinking about him. You start enjoying things more because you're not checking your phone to see if he responded to you. Stay off your phone as much as you can. It's good for your brain. Give him nothing. Nothing. Oh my, please write me back at the end of the year. I want to know how your senior year goes. This is like the most important thing in me. And I'm going to write a young adult novel about it. Love it. Give him nothing. That's the advice. And you absolutely have to follow it. There's no like, you, sometimes yeah. we're like, take we it demand. or leave it. We demand. Sometimes we say take it or leave it here. No, you must follow this. We require it. Our third and final dear toasters is one of my favorite types of dear toasters. It's a religion one. Hello, my beautiful, stunning, and smart girlies. I love you both dearly. My brother is getting married in April to an absolute precious gem of a woman, and he has an idea that I'm not so sure about. He really wants to do the horror during his reception. The problem is, is we are not Jewish and his fiance's family is not Jewish either. He asked one of his Jewish friends who said it would be fine, but I would be remiss, devastated, and heartbroken if I didn't ask my Jewish queens for their opinions. My brother is truly a wild card in a good way, so it would be on brand for him to do something unexpected. I know he's coming from a good place and he just really loves the fun tradition, but is doing the horror at a non-Jewish wedding problematic? Signed, the respectful sister of a non-Jewish groom. No, I think it's so cute. Feel free to appropriate Jewish culture all you want as long as you support Israel it's so true like what what sort of um what sort of conversations are you having about what's going on in Israel like you can't you can't join Judaism when it's fun and then not stand up for us when it gets hard so agreed 1000 percent. but I think it's I think it's fine and, and you know what that's I have always said I would say I've probably been to like three non-Jewish weddings in my entire life and I've probably been to a hundred weddings and I think Jewish weddings are the best like they're so fun they're so meaningful and the horror is such an important part of it. And I love that other people see that. Yeah. And I, I could understand why you'd want a piece of it and you can make it your own. And really there's no rules. And I don't think that it's weird or anything, but as I said, I think, I don't think she's weird. I think she just doesn't want to be disrespectful. I don't feel disrespected unless you're not supporting Israel. Then I feel disrespected. So yeah, we're good. No, it's a, it's a really good point. Yeah. You want all like, you're either with us, you're either with us or against right. us. That's how I feel. So if you're with us, yeah, feel free. Love. And mazel tov to your brother. Mazels. Oh, and he also, of course, has to support Israel as well. And his Yeah, wife. no, like the whole the whole wedding party. <laughs> the whole. Anyone getting up and, you know, hoisting a chair. Just a brief a check circle. of their social media and they can go. Yep. 1,000%. And if, if, as long as whoever's walking through the door of the wedding, just RSVPs, just check them quick. Yeah. That is Dear Toasters. Again, deartoasters at gmail.com is where you can submit. Tomorrow's our final episode of the week. I hope you've been preparing your queenie and your weenie. I haven't I been. Haven't. Me neither. I need to really sit and think long and hard about it. I feel like I always kind of improv just based on how the episode goes, but I'm going to put thought into it. I want to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, because the weenie doesn't come so naturally to me. Oh. I mean, we've spoken at length about how we're so different in that right. way. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the week at a glance. Also, you guys, exciting. I know this episode is over. Oh yeah. This episode is over. Sad. S A D. But the Redheads is out today. <laughs> when I climb into bed, I start feeling sad. Jackie, say the episode's over. Today's episode of the toast is ending. 
<laughs> but there's a new episode of the Redheads out. And it's really <laughs> great stuff. So go check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast. The Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast size stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Hear Radio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts, find us a toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, about how stunning, about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Thursday. And we'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Day of Fry. We'll see you tomorrow for the fifth and final day of the week. Of the work Love week. ya. Bye. Love you. Bye.